prayer is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. That sentiment embodies my next guest, Nayron Tillman. As a young adult, he got into trouble with the law after growing up in New York during the crack era. That early incident started him down a journey of a spiritual walk of building a successful construction company and of faith. His podcast is called Walk in Victory. Welcome to the show and Nayron. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome today to another episode of Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we talk about getting off our backside, making that impact in the world that we really want to make. And I'm Super thrilled today. I have a, a new friend of mine on the show, somebody that I've gotten to know recently. I always love talking to people on this podcast who combine a business sensibility with a bigger purpose and a bigger mission in life. And so for that reason, I'm really thrilled to introduce to you, Naron Tillman. Hey, Naron, how's it going? Hi, how you doing, Duff? I'm great. That's cool. Um, yeah, so... We, we met sort of during a, a sort of a, an event we both were participating in recently. And so what really struck me is as, as a business owner, you have kind of almost this innate sense of how to put yourself out there into the world. I think uh, you told me about your mission around urban yogis and what that's all about. Tell, tell me what that's about, because that's super interesting, I think. Well, Urban Yogis is an organization that I'm a director of. Um, I deal with all of the business aspects of it in the day-to-day. Um, we target low-income housing areas, okay. and we teach mindfulness, best mindfulness practices, and yoga, whether it's in schools, penitentiaries, and or, or what have you. Right. I was noticing on your site, or actually, I think it was on a podcast that you're on or something, where you talk about practicing together and there was four little elements you're talking about prayer, meditation, gratitude, and mindfulness. I thought that was mm-hmm. really smart. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Well, see, most people kind of separate and distinguish. I'm a, I'm doing gratitude practice. I'm doing mindfulness practice. I have a prayer life. And for me, I think the synergy is, is, is in it all because uh, prayer is not a monologue it's a dialogue. So, right. uh, the, but the listening part, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. We did more yelling at God, but no one was doing right. any listening. <laughs> and it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I, when I got into mindfulness that I started to understand the synergy between the two. And I, wow. and I had to learn how to quiet myself down and listen. Oh, wow. I love that, that, that idea of quieting yourself down. Yes. So what did that bring? Well, what happens is, there's so many different layers of meditation. Um, I started to first meditate when 
about around my day with like power power thinking um okay. th- these are the things that i want to get done and i would visualize we would call it visual visualization right. that's just a form of uh, another form of meditation and then i started to listen to my mind we don't listen to ourselves listening to our thoughts and then learning how to quiet those thoughts down if they're really noise noisy or boisterous um, right. i grew up in a, a very loud area in New York City during the crack era, okay. and everything was noisy. It was always fighting. It was always so, but no one was telling us how to really listen and explore our minds. And it, it was—it's a shame that it took me thirty years before I learned how to do that. Wow. And well, you know, I was curious about your journey because obviously you've gotten to a place where you've got a really big mission in life. So, how did you get to this place now? Um, I was 18 or 19 years old and I got in trouble with the law. Okay. Um, I, I was in my, my, my former business right. <laughs> and, it, and it got me uh, in trouble. And I remember when I first, um, went through that experience, my first initial thought was when I, next time I'm gonna do this different, I'm gonna do that different. And after a couple of days in, um, lockup, I was like, my life has to change. Um, I was too frail to be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. and that began my my, my journey um, on, on my spiritual walk. Um, a year after or so, I started. I became an owner of a part owner of a business construction okay. company, and then some years later, I would become a, a preacher. So um, that that started my journey. Um, hire coaches and I had to kind of retrain my mind well first train my mind got kicked out of college um, I just didn't know where my life was going and found my path right yeah we were talking offline and uh, you know your journey uh, going from owning a construction business to jumping headfirst into spirituality and practice uh, even your ministry, like just everything that you're doing now. Um, how did how did you find that journey? Like, tell me more about that. So the construction, I was successful in construction. And then we, me and my partner wound up losing everything. Okay. And when it, when I lost everything, I thought my world was, it was over. I was like, how am I going to gain this money back? We lost our houses. We lost everything. Wow. And not because of the crash of 2008. We lost everything because we didn't know what the heck we were doing as business owners. Right. Um, so I was one that went to Trump University. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to. I didn't think that I was going to a real university. I, I went <laughs> for the coaching and for the practice, and I learned how to negotiate. I learned how to put a business plan together, and I learned how to deal with my losses okay. through coaching. And I met some great coaches um, through the university, and I spent a uh, it was a pretty penny, but it was a great experience. And it helped me to shape my mindset about business because you can make money and not be a good business person. Sure. And I thought because I was making good money, I was a good business person. I learned how to be a business person through my journey of losing, rebuilt the um, construction company, moved from a commercial to more home improvement. Okay. So the turnaround for my resources was faster. And I never, and I was preaching but I never really looked at spirituality as a business because I made my money elsewhere. I never thought about like writing books about it or doing all of the other things or starting podcasts because I, I always wanted to separate the two and I didn't want to become um, 
so business oriented with my my faith. Right. Uh, so when I fast forward, when my partner retired, who took me off the streets and moved me into his house, I made a decision that I can go into the business of spirituality. I just right. didn't know how that looked. And I thought it would be through church. I thought it would be um, through preaching um, around. And my partner, Eddie Stern, um, I met who I met during Hurricane Sandy, okay. um, introduced me to yoga. And he said, I'm, I have this program. I want you to be mentored to somebody guys. And this is urban yogis. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was fascinated because it was this white Jewish man in the middle of one of the toughest projects in New York City, mm-hmm. teaching yoga. And I'm like, he's the only white guy out here that's be dangerous. <laughs> and, and I would go out there really to protect him. But I started looking and I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. And um, we today, at the time, I wasn't an employee. I just was helping him out as a mentor to the guys. Right. And um, they got brought over by another company and they were ha- having a lawsuit in, in Palo Alto, okay. California, because they were saying that yoga was a religious practice and it shouldn't be in schools. Oh. And um, the director at the time, Gene Ruffin, said, Eddie, isn't your friend a pastor? He said, yeah. He said, well, hire him so that we could tell him <laughs> if the pastor's doing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good workaround. <laughs> <laughs> he's around us all the time we might as well pay him and that's how we i wasn't the director and I, I came in as um as as one of the peer mentors and leaders and um i kept the program alive and together and this is where i am oh wow you know I, what i love about that story there's a lot of lessons in that story um but one of the one of the ones that i'm just thinking about is just putting one foot in front of the other do you know yeah you know, like yeah. it just sounds like you've just you you know, you've continued to do that every step yeah. of the way. I'm sure there's other things that you know are not are part of the story too. But um, yeah, you can't be afraid. Yeah, you, you can't you can't be afraid. Um, you can't be afraid of failure. I, I've suffered great loss in in my early twenties, and I think I, I'm grateful for that. At the in the moment when you're losing, you're not grateful. But the lessons that come out of the losses are are so valuable um, that. It, it prepares you and propels you to have a podcast because then you have so many interesting routes to be able to talk from, you know, not all, not all wins getting off your duff. Right. Right. Um, exactly. I knew at an early age that I'm not a, I'm not one that can work for somebody else. Okay. I'm a creative. Um, I, I was in the music business. I, I wrote, I sang, uh, I, I like to make my own hours. And I don't like anyone to tell me how much money I can make. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love it. About that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you're you're well. Just I wanted to pick up on the idea of your creativity because you know, like, obviously, it's on, it's in full display just in your story. Um, creativity comes in a lot of different ways. You know, it comes in terms of thinking about who you're going to serve. It comes in terms of what kind of businesses you're going to enter. It comes in terms of how you're going to structure business relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think, uh, I think that's what I've appreciated you about you since I first met you, is how creative you actually are, and I think that's that's really cool. I think a lot of people could learn from that. Yeah, uh, creativity is, is is and I and I admire your creativity and and the way that you're to get off your duff like yeah. that. That I mean, that takes some thinking, and it's really when you're out there you know, in the podcast world, 
there's so many options. Sure. So how do you separate and distinguish yourself um, from from the crowd? Like, how do you build your audience? And 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 that one is having a catchy phrase and and understanding understanding your audience and who they are. Oh yeah, for sure. I you know like I think since we're talking about it, I think that one of the most important things is just to stand and knowing who you are. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that that's the thing that always impresses me. And I think maybe even that's something about you, like, you, you know, who you are. So you're putting yourself out there that way. And I think, you know, people can smell it. So, um, and that's what attracts people to, you know, they can see you're real and what you stand for. So, yeah, I think that's great. Um, now I'm curious because with urban yogas, yogis, uh, maybe just describe more of what that looks like. So you're helping, mm-hmm. you're helping and how, what that looks like when you, in practice. So in practice, like, um, I work at this, I teach at this halfway house. Okay. There's an art school yeah. that deals with, um, people who have been either incarcerated or in some way touched. Some of them have like ankle bracelets and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, I come in and they've never been introduced to, mindfulness practice they've never been introduced to yoga and i'll, and I'll do yoga with them for about an hour and a half and we'll have group discussions at times we'll, we'll do readings um because we're trying to not just necessarily that's what separates our business we're not necessarily just trying to do the yoga we're trying to also use the yoga as a tool to open up their mind to this right let's read spiritual laws let's let's go about this i'm actually um, in negotiation, I started a, a, I had an idea a couple of years ago yeah. um, because I took some digital marketing classes and I wanted to do mindfulness and marketing. Nice. Um, the same concept after we do the mindfulness or the yoga practice, instead of us reading like a spiritual law book, we would look at digital marketing as oh. a group and put that together so that the youth and young adult will get two tangible skills. They learn mindfulness, but then they will become certified digital marketers. Nice. Um, and it, so I pitched it, and um, we just pitched it to Facebook, and we're one of the finalists. Wow! Waiting to hear back. Yeah, oh, um, waiting to hear back from from them about adapting the program and putting it on their platform and moving forward with it. But it's l- little things like that. Once you find out your niche, um, I can take mindfulness and I can adapt it to anything. I can take mindfulness and I can adapt it to podcasting. I can take mindfulness and I can adapt it to uh, entrepreneurship. I can take mindfulness and I can adapt it to any any other lesson. And it took me a while to discover that. One, right. I'm the brand. Yeah. Um, two, the tools that I use, and it doesn't matter what tools I use, but I have these tools accessible to me. How do I then connect them so I can connect the dots and be helpful, not just to my community, because even though we target low income, Sure. Um, but, and, and that's just a like passion of mine because I wish somebody came in to my housing projects when I was a teenager and told me to how to pay attention and, and, and offered me these things. And I have a platform to do so. so yeah. That's what we try to do. That's a, that's a key word, you know, like having understanding the platform that, that you're stepping into. Um, I think that's a really important word for the future for service-based entrepreneurs. It, it, um, I, it's one thing I talk about uh, with my clients is sort of there's a difference between uh, understanding you have a platform 
and being kind of stuck in what I call the hustle and grind, you know, like mm. you're struggling to get clients because you can lose sight of the bigger purpose. Mm. So, I mean, I can tell right away that you've, you've, you've definitely got your bigger purpose in your sights. Yes. There's, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was just, I was just agreeing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's what's also interesting about you is like I think in in as entrepreneurs like somebody described it to me as being in several dances at the same time like you're in many dances. Mm-hmm. So what's cool about you is one of your dances is the ministries, and so mm-hmm. you know you've you've gone from um, being sort of involved when you were younger in a traditional ministry to being part of a non traditional ministry. So how does that mm-hmm. fit into what you do? Um. It fits, and, and I had to learn how to fit it all together. Yeah. Right. Because it seems as if I'm doing a whole lot, but when I sit down and I put this plan together, everything serves with one another. So I have this podcast called Walking Victory, and then I have um, Walking Victory Sunday Service, okay. which is a more spirituality because I didn't want this audience. When COVID started hitting, I was opening up my Bible and I was like being very encouraging. And I'm like, that's not fair to my audience. It's not fair to the people that subscribe that now I have thrusted them in Bible study because they didn't sign on for that. So I started working Victory Sunday service. But what the the mindfulness piece, the spirituality piece all interconnects and the name of my church is One Ministries. And what I've found is that I I watch people get hurt in church. I watch people be, be leave out marginalized rather because of their sexuality, because of their inability to have money, because of the gifts and talents or whatever. Right. And I wanted to start one ministries because I wanted to be, include everyone. I don't preach against whatever you're doing. That's you. My job is to uplift you, to give you tools, to give you inspiration. And at the end of the day, when we sort it all out, we have to stand before our maker, whatever whatever it is that we believe. So I open the doors to, if you're a Buddhist, if you're whomever, because I'm in those circles, you're welcome to come. We're one. We're right. one. The Bible says, be mindful of others. And being mindful of others is not harming with, with our religious jargon. Right. That's really cool. I love that. And so it's One Ministries is the church. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I also love your podcast name, Walk in Victory. So how did you yeah. guys, how did you come to that? I love it. I, I used to do a post every morning, and I would do hashtag Walk in Victory. Okay. Hashtag Walk in, and I just said, all right, being that I had everyone saying it, I was like, that's I'm going to name the um, the podcast Walk in Victory, right. and and the whole brand, everything. Like when I even produce other podcasts, they're going to be. Uh, uh, walking victory. If you notice, it, it says uh, um, one ministry's production. Yeah. So one ministries is the, produ- the production because that's a re- way for us to build revenue for the church um, without be like most. Of the, I don't want to. I don't want people to feel like like we can't build revenue because we love God. So I'm, I'm trying to use my experience as an entrepreneur to show the church. Right. Like, I'm not going to just beat you up for your money. Let's build this stuff together. Your currency is getting other people to listen to the podcast. Yeah, Your currency is getting other people to understand what we're doing so that it won't have to be all on us. We have a smaller congregation. And um, as we grow, people will be very, very uh, inspired. Huh. Yeah, inspiring. I, you, you brought up the word currency. That's something that I actually ask my clients quite often is to describe your currency to me. 
Yeah, it's, it's a good question, you know, to, tend, yes. to sort of reflect on what is your currency. Yeah, totally. Um, now, so one other question I love to ask my guests is around this topic of resistance. Um, mm. I, I grew up in kind of a conservative area. And when I started working with people in the transformation space, spiritual conscious leaders, these kinds of folks, I would hear, you know, I want to do this, but I'm feeling resistance. And so mm. I'm always curious, just from a geeky point of view, how people respond to that topic of resistance, either for themselves or the people they work with. Well, I've learned because when I was um, 24 years old, me and my partner built our business. And this is coming from a very um, low-income housing area. Sure. We brought a house. We had close to $250,000 in the bank, maybe $300,000. Okay. Um, we, we had no business having it in the place that we had it. And, we, and it all got stolen. Oh. Um, and I remember... Um, being at that place of despair, I, went, I had to go get a job, and I was living in a house with no heat. We was losing, we was losing our house in foreclosure, and I refused to go back home. And um, when I joined Trump University, one of the first questions that they asked me is, "Write something that, write a, 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 down something that was adverse to you." Right. The adverse situation. And I'm writing, 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 writing. <laughs> and this son of a gun told me stole my money. And, and then on yeah. the other side of it, it said, what could you have done differently? Change my life. What could you have done to prevent it? I was so giving on making it everybody else's responsibility. Right. When if I was savvy at business and I understood what I was doing, it wouldn't have happened. And what I often say to people when I'm coaching them is when you're at the table making a deal, the person on the other side of that table is not their responsibility to coach you. Right. If you're at the table and you don't know what you're doing, the vulture is going to find you and take advantage of you. Sure. So how I overcome resistance is by preparation. Ah. Anything that you do, anything that you do, if when I was in construction, there was a time when I had to learn and I had to go through adversity in that. Yep. And then because, because I went through adversity in construction when I'm building a church, don't mean that I'm not going to have to go through adversity in that. Sure. And just because I went through adversity in the church means when I'm building the podcast, don't mean I'm going to have to go through adversity in that. Anything you're birthing, you're going to have labor pains. Sure. I don't care how long you've been in the business. <laughs> You might learn how to navigate and breathe better, like breathe, 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 but you're screaming, but you understand that at the end of that, all this thing is beautiful. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fabulous message. And preparation is definitely key. Um, mm -hmm. So if, so you've got like uh, such a diverse, uh, it's kind of almost like a set of things, set of, projects and businesses and uh, it's super cool I, I think that the next question i wanted to ask you which i also ask my guests is what is the biggest insight you've learned in all of this like what's the biggest takeaway um the biggest takeaway i learned is to not have one seed yeah. uh because there are seasons that things happen right yeah and if you just invest they said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. But if you learn how to diversify around what it is that you do, 
diversify around spirituality. So if I'm going to be the spiritual guru, I don't want to just learn mindfulness. I need to learn yoga too. And I need to understand um, prayer. I need to understand gratitude. I need to understand all of these aspects because there comes time in the season where I don't know. And that's one of my talking points, topic of influence, when I don't know is not good enough. Right. Um, I don't know can be good. Is And I teach my students, before you try to make up an answer, it's better to say, I don't know, let me go research, sure. than to sit up there and sound foolish. But then there comes a point where I don't know is not enough. You can't sell yourself as, as the guru. Right. Right? And then you get up and you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it does, yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so I want to make sure that people know how to find out more information about what you're up to. So mm-hmm. one way that you can do that is to go to urbanyogis.org. So mm-hmm. that's plural. So urbanyogis.org. Uh, and, and you can go there and find out more about what Neron's in, uh, involved in. But um, you also have a pretty big YouTube channel too, right? Like I, I yes. can go there. Yeah. Neron Tillman. Is, everything is my name. I don't know. It's so vain. <laughs> Neron Tillman on YouTube. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. No, because you've got a really cool style as well. And I think even just people who are interested in knowing how to kind of put yourself out there in the world in a, in a way that's interesting that gets people leaning in. Definitely yeah. check out his YouTube channel. And uh, and again, urbanyogis.org, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's where I'm Duff, this has been such a pleasure. I, I'm, I'm super excited to get to know you a little better. I was really looking forward to this interview. Um, yeah, I think you're going to be super inspiring to the listeners for, um, yeah, for this today. I hope I, I didn't bomb. I hope you bring me back. Um, I got some <laughs> very interesting business stories. <laughs> no, just the opposite. I, I loved every minute of it. Okay. So thanks again, Naron. And, uh, you. you know, uh, again, check him out on um, urbanyogis.org or on his YouTube channel at Naron Tillman. That's two L's. Uh, yes. N-A-N dot, dot uh, well, that's it, right? YouTube. Yeah. Oh, and I guess you could also check him out on hashtag Walk in Victory. Yes, Walk in Victory podcast, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, uh, Teresa, anywhere that you listen to iTunes, in fact, I mean, to podcasts, in fact, if you um, buy your Alexa, you can say, Alexa, play Walking Victory, and the latest episode will come up. <laughs> so nice. That's what I'm doing tonight. I'm totally doing that. I'm going to set up a war between uh, Alexa and Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see who brings it up first. I, I need you guys to subscribe if you can. Um, your subscribership is currency to me. Absolutely. Cool. Aaron, thanks so much for being on the Thank show. You. Yeah. Thank you so much. For yeah, me. super exciting interview. And to my guests who came today to check out this episode, once again, thank you with all my heart. Uh, loved that you came to check out Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. And uh, as you go out into the world and make the impact that you want with others, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. I'll see you next episode. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, 
more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.